Welcome to this episode of the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Bobby Maximus and Joe Sabula. In this episode, it's going to serve as two things. One, a recap of the last episode of The Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. And two, we have a guest because we've been doing this. We have guests from The Ultimate Fighter on the show. And it just so happens to be me. So, Joe, <laughs> we're just going to get we're going to do a two for one today. Sure, sure. Um, Bobby, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where did you come from? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Joe. <laughs> or treat me tell, like a real tell guest. The listeners. <laughs> you know what? You don't, if, if, if you don't know who Bobby is, let's go back to, let's see, episode one and just one. start there. Nah, thanks for coming yeah. out. If you are finding this because you saw me on The Ultimate Fighter, I think they actually did a good job at showing who I was. Yeah, I, 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 I think it was fair. I mean, just to, to jump right in, I thought it was a really good episode of the show, you know, and and I mean, yes, I will admit there is a huge amount of bias because like the only reason I'm really watching is because I knew you were going to be on it. Yep. But all that aside, when I look at it as objectively as I can, understanding all of that, it was just a, a good episode of the show. I think this was was what Ultimate Fighter really is about. Like why they set it up the way they set it up, why they film it the way they film it is to get episodes like this, where you get to meet some fighters, you get to learn a little something about the sport, about the UFC, you you feel a connection to people, but you also get to see how personalities collide a little bit. And so that, that was definitely on display. There was some drama in the house this week. There was, I think they did a good job of capturing everything. Mm -hmm. So my, my question for you is what's your reaction to seeing yourself in this episode and, and how they portrayed it? And I, I honestly think they did a good job. Uh, it captured the reasons why I was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, and, and you're going to have to remind me because like I lived this thing, Joe. Yeah. yeah. So there was yeah. a weird disconnect for me between what I lived and what was on screen. The things that were on screen actually happened. Like, like I remember saying those things or going through those things, but a whole lot more happened, right? Yeah. Um, you got to understand that, say they're weekly episodes. In a week, there are, it's close to 6,000 minutes, Joe. Mm-hmm. An episode is under 60 minutes. So you're literally seeing 1% of an entire week when you watch that show. So, so yeah. the lines blur for me. But if I remember correctly, um, I was the last pick, obviously people know that, mm-hmm. um, there were some talks about my family life, which, you know, being a dad is really, really important to me. And I'm glad that was represented because it is a big part of my life. And I suppose there's some deadbeat dads out there, or deadbeat moms. There can be both that, that don't really center their lives around their kids, but you've known me for a long time. My life, my life is centered around the lives of my children. Well, th- I think that was an important part of the episode, though, too, because, I mean, there's there's a point where you you flat out say part of the reason you retired early while your career ended yep. was to be a better father. And so actually showing your son who you left the UFC for and then also showing you with like the newest baby in the family with yep. little Hunter. Like, I think that helps tell that like, yeah, you've got this rough exterior. You're a big, strong dude. You're a fighter. You've got a really, you know, solid reputation as a trainer, but also not for being, you know, the gentlest yep. person. Like there's an edge and in showing that commitment to your boys and the relationship that you have, which I, I mean, how else could you describe it? But just tender and, and like real, 
Like, I think it, it did a really good job of showing both sides of you. And then especially because you're in the house and you're talking to people from the other team and you're helping them not, not necessarily to become better fighters. I mean, we're all there to be better fighters, right? Like everybody's in the house tra training, uh, sacrificing and doing what it takes to be a better fighter, but you're helping them become better business people, just better people, right? Uh, uh, thinking outside of just what happens in this house. And that's yeah. also such a, a base part of the Bobby Maximus story of like, you were there before and you, you what? didn't have a great ending. You know, uh, like when we talked to Chantel, like her situation, like it was less ideal. It was not what you wanted to have happen, but like, it's not your fault. You didn't choose to have your shoulder injured. You know what I mean? She didn't choose to have the issues with a miscarriage. Those are just things that happen and you get to decide where that fits in the story. And clearly you're back. So like you didn't just throw in the towel and give up on life. You know, like a lot of the, the trolls on the internet seem to think you did. Well, here's, here's the other thing, Joe, when I was talking to, there was show me talking with Claire Brogan on the show. Mm -hmm. I don't really remember what the context of that talk was, to be honest with you. Uh, I know I was talking about psychology type things. Yeah. Um, but I think it was more life psychology mm -hmm. in terms of how to go get a better job. Like for example, Claire works as an accountant and she's trying to figure out a way to quit her job to facilitate fighting full-time. Right. That might have been how that topic came up because a lot of people were asking me in the house and, and not just Claire and Brogan, Zach, yeah. Jordan, Eduardo, Chandler, Niall. Like how do you make the jump from having a job? Like a lot of people don't realize Eduardo works at Target. Yeah. How do I make, Bobby, what would you do if you were me? trying to jump from target to fighting full-time. Well, okay, let's, we let's, let's talk about him real quick, because that is the case. He's a 27 year old fighter. He's trying to become a fighter. Like he's not a full-time professional who has a salary. Like nobody on the show has a contract yep. with the UFC right now. That's what they're trying to get. Yep. And so when somebody comes in and it's like, Oh, this man was on the show and has a career because of that experience. That like you want a piece of that. If you're an intelligent person who's actually trying to build something with your life, you oh, you want sure. to ask that guy questions and figure out. And Eduardo, that's exactly where he's at. Of like, yeah, I mean, I want to be the champ. Like everybody wants to be the champ. But how yeah. how do you get all that stuff? Like, oh, sorry, I can't be the champ this week because I got scheduled overtime at Target. Yeah, but not not only that, Joe. If you know the type of person I am, mm -hmm. you've spent a lot of time around me, so you know. Mm -hmm. But for people out there, I don't really want to sit around and talk about this is going to sound crass, but like what, what, what girls or what guys we fucked, mm -hmm. uh, what's, you know, some drama, what's going on, on keeping up with the Kardashians, right. um, gossiping about some bullshit, uh, making dick and fart jokes. <laughs> like, I just don't, uh, th th that's not how I operate. And, well, so and, and to be honest, folks, and just so you know, I, I was just out in Salt Lake City. So we, we had to spend a couple of days together, which was fantastic after not having seen each other for a long time due to COVID. And my other very good friend was out there with us. And as I'm thinking back, as you're saying all of that, I'm like, no, that like none of that stuff really came up in any of the conversations that we had. No, I'm I'm interested in talking about business development. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in talking about positivity. I'm interested in talking about I call it sports psychology because I don't know what else to call it, but life psychology type stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
one of my favorite parts of the internet. Like I love looking on Instagram and reading things that are relevant to self-betterment and self-improvement. Well, I, I, let me, let me give an self. example, because I, I think back to one of the conversations that, that you and JP were having while we were out there, because uh, uh, for folks obviously won't know this, but he runs a, uh, a fantasy football podcast and he has yeah. like a little calculator that he built. So he's got this whole business that centers around running dynasty fantasy football leagues. Uh, so if you're a fan of that stuff and you're familiar with the dynasty trade calculator, this is my buddy JP. Um, but what you were talking about, cause you were kind of drilling him about how he had built that. And a lot of the conversation that you guys were having about being successful in a fantasy football league, you were applying to people being successful with their fitness. And so there was just a lot of crossover of like when you're passionate about something and you have these goals, like you want to win a fantasy football league, the amount of time and effort and energy you put into you know, knowing your players and, and, and getting people's expert, you know, advice should be commensurate with like how badly you want to succeed. And guys will do that without batting an eye, but when it comes to getting to the gym, not so much, you know, when it comes to changing their diet, not so much. And so it's just interesting how those two worlds kind of line up that way. No, for sure. And so when you watch the show, it's very real that I was sitting on the couch writing stuff out. In fact, a lot of people, you're going to find this out, but you, you, you don't know about it now. Uh, Joe, I wrote the skeleton of my first book or not my Mm -hmm. first book, my next book in the house. Oh, nice. I wrote two speeches for, uh, I do these motivational speeches. One of them's went viral on TikTok. They're on YouTube. Uh, they've got like a million views, but I've wrote a few more of those. Like that's how I spent my time in the house. And so if you imagine me sitting on a couch and you saw it on the show with a pad and paper writing stuff down, people would be like, what are you working on? What are you writing? What are you doing? And I would tell them and then they would ask questions and then organic conversation flowed from that. Yeah. But you've been around me enough. That's generally how I live my life and what I do. Mm-hmm. And so that was very accurate in terms of me talking about the things I'm passionate about. Now, in terms of helping people, I've also made a career of helping people. Yeah. And so uh, anyone asks me for help, whether it's about Instagram, life psychology, uh, relationship advice, uh, any of those things, I'm happy to talk about it and engage. And so I'm glad they showed me interacting with people in the house on that level. And it was good to hear that they appreciated it. And so, Mm -hmm. Uh, like that's pretty true. So we got, we got the kid thing. We got the me helping other people thing. Uh, the age thing, which is true, dude, uh, fighting at 43 years old is hard. Yeah. Fighting at 43 after having a 12 year layoff is hard. Mm -hmm. The story about being willing to risk anything or everything to go after your dream is hard. And like, I don't want to like overstate this, but like shit, Eduardo can kill a person with his fucking hands. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like I was going to buy a lottery ticket. It wasn't like, it's, it's not a safe thing to do. No. Getting into an octagon and fighting a ginormous mutant of a man. Yeah. Like it's not, there's all kinds of stories about, Oh, this dude got punched in the head of the bar and died. Like that shit happens. Yeah. yeah. So it's not even a safe thing to do. So I thought they captured that, like the risk and, 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 and me chasing my dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I thought overall, 
The episode was good. Some of the juju drama, I mean, that actually happened. She was not happy. I was talking to people on the other team. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's again, part of the show, right? They split you into two teams and everybody just assumes if you're going to get into a fight with someone, obviously you have beef with them. You know, it, it's like you have to hate the person that you're fighting. They, they forget that this is actually a sport. This is a professional sport. Yep. You know, uh, if Tom Brady is is going up against Aaron Rodgers in a football game, it's because they hate each other and they're trying to beat yeah. each other to prove to the other one that they're better. And it's like, that's not how it works at all. Well, like, and, and, and on top of that, and you said this several times uh, over the past week, as we've been talking, you, you have to live with these people. At the end of the day, you're back at the house, you know, cooking dinner together. <laughs> so here's the deal. I'm glad you brought that up because this just happened. Remind me who played in the AFC conference championship game last season. In the, in the AFC. Yeah. It was Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas uh -huh. city chiefs versus Josh team. Allen and the Buffalo ah, Bills. That's right. Yep. And Josh lost a heartbreaker on mm -hmm. a coin toss to Kansas city. And remind me who bounced Green Bay from the playoffs two years ago. Uh, they went on to win a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. So Thursday, I turn on the TV, and it's Capital One, the match. It's golf. Mm -hmm. And Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers now are teammates. And <laughs> Mahomes and Josh Allen are teammates, and they're playing together and laughing and trash-talking. And they're trash talking each other. But I think the funniest thing, and this is an aside, but uh, they asked Josh Allen, or uh, not Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes questions about Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. Like, what's his wife's name? Uh, you know, what are his favorite hobbies? Blah, 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 blah. And they're like, what's his biggest fear? And people are like, oh, Stefan Diggs leaving town, uh, blah, 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 blah. Patrick Mahomes goes, no, wait, I know the answer. A coin toss. And I was like, hey. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> they, all, they all laughed and they joked and they whatever. But the amusing thing is, is these guys are going to meet again this year multiple yeah. times. The best four quarterbacks in the league, you can argue. You can make the statement that Mahomes and Josh Allen are going to play again multiple times this year and probably meet in the playoffs and one of them is going to get bounced. Yep. Yet they're buddies. Mm -hmm. They're talking shit to each other. They're probably talking football. They're probably comparing notes. This is what professional athletes do. Yeah. I hate to tell you, when LeBron James was playing in the playoffs against Dwayne Wade, they would have drinks the night before the game. Like, it's just people have this idea that everything has to be so adversarial. So, like, to be honest with you, Juju's point of view, it's just, and I don't mean that she's immature. I don't want to badmouth anybody. That's not what no. I'm about. But the viewpoint that you have to be enemies or there's some team division to me is immature. And by the way, in the format of the house, Joe, hypothetically, let's say Team Pena wins all the fights. Sure. That means in the semifinals, I have to fight a Team Pena teammate. Right, yeah. What happens then? Yep. Like Zach and I were roommates in the house. What if I got to fight him in the semis? Mm -hmm. Like one of yeah. us is going to move out of the bedroom to the back fucking yeah. yard. Yeah. Like grow the fuck up, dude. And so 
that was like why I said, grow the fuck up. It wasn't necessarily, and I'll make this clear. It wasn't necessarily even directed to Juju that she needs to grow the fuck up. Mm -hmm. It was more my frustration over, listen, there's 16 of us that live together. We're probably going to train together outside the house. Some of us. Yeah. We're probably going to be at press conferences together. We're probably going to be at events together. I can completely separate the house from practice. Yeah. Yeah. You well, know? and again, like, like people also think like, well, why do you fight someone? Well, it's because you want to hurt them. And and that's not it. Like you don't, you don't become a fighter. You don't get into combat sports because you're a bruiser who just wants to hurt people. Like maybe, maybe that gets your foot in the door, but you can't, you can't last like that. What ends up happening when you're fighting another person is your weaknesses are exposed. Cause yep. you have a person who is 100% looking for all the ways that they can beat you. And in that game of trying to figure out like, what's the best strategy to, to, to work on this, like you can strengthen weaknesses. Sure. But that doesn't happen overnight. No. Like when, when you step into that ring, you step into that ring with all your strengths and all your weaknesses as they are at that moment, they don't magically change. And so you, what you have to do is you have to use your opponent as a tool for self-improvement. I want another fight so that new weaknesses can be exposed so that I have something specific to train on. I want, you know, whatever my, if I have one chronic problem, I want to know about it so I can fix it so I can be a better fighter and take on more challenging opponents. You know, one of my, uh, one of my martial arts instructors years ago had said the difference between a true master in the art and a novice isn't even necessarily skill. It's the number of opportunities that they give you. And so somebody who's like a world champion in something is just not going to give you the opportunity to take advantage of their mistakes because, you know, they're going to make less of them or they're better at covering them up. Yep. Whereas a novice is making mistakes all the time. So there's just tons and tons of opportunities. But as a fighter, it's very, very like uh, concentrated because you win or lose on your own merits. You can't blame your team. You can't blame your coach. You can't blame another human being for the way that you perform. It's an individual sport. And that's not just for fighting. I mean, that's for all individual sports. It means for everything. But there's also there's also a line there too, right, Joe? Like me talking about how you're going to think more positively about yourself so you can quit your job and get a sponsorship, mm-hmm. that's not helpful with fights. Like, get the fuck no. out of here. No. I can't, like... You know, there, there's so the line for me to make this really clear in the house was I wouldn't talk to people on the other team about what they were working on in practice. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't talk to people about what people's strengths and weaknesses were. Or, or the way, their injuries, because they're, they're, you know, yeah. we already know from watching the show thus far, there are several people that's got some serious injuries that the other team doesn't know about, like Brogan's knee at this point. We yeah, know well, that there's an injury and she, she kind of, she kind of got lucky because that fight got rescheduled, you know, but it's yeah. like you, you just as well could have been in the van being like, Hey guys, Brogan's got a busted leg, kick her in the knee. <laughs> and you, you weren't do doing that, that either. Yeah. Like, that, well, that's, that's, like, that's like villainous. That's like cartoon villainry right there. That's not me. Like Chandler hurt his elbow. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's more about, a separation, but like with integrity, right? Yeah. So in the house, you're all my roommates mm-hmm. and I'm not going to talk to you. And by the way, if, if, uh, Catherine Paprocki, we're going to have her on the show. 
Mm-hmm. I got to be careful what I say because I don't want to give away plot deal details. Right. <laughs> but there was one day we had a heart-to-heart talk about our kids. Mm. She was really sad that she was away from her children. Like she's yeah. a great mom. Mm-hmm. I didn't run to Laura and tell her that Pop Rocky was having a bad day and it was time to pounce on her. Like, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying, Joe? Uh. Like, I'm not there to like, so basically what I'm trying to say is, and maybe maybe people think I should have done that because Laura is my teammate and I'm trying to give her an edge of confidence. But like, if you told me something, it was in the vault. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I run my life. It was confidential. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling people your business. Well, and I feel Same like to, to, to Juju's credit, I think that's what she was trying to understand in that line of questioning it was like, what are you talking about? Because she was interpreting it as you were trying to help them win fights and you were like trying to help them win life. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't the same thing. And, and, I don't know if she was able to hear what you were saying because it could have come across really like rude. Like we don't talk about you, but it was like that. That's what you're asking. You're asking if they're asking how to beat you in a fight and that's not what's coming up. That's not what this is about. Well, and it's also, like I said, Joe, it's about the separation between what's competition and what's life, what's sport, what's being a good human. I'll give you actually the best example I have. If Katniss would have came to me and said, I heard that your dad died when you were young. Can I confide in you? I would have spoken to her about it and I would have never told people on my team about it. Yeah. To use that as like some type of weapon to beat her. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think she said on her podcast, she kept it quiet because she didn't want to deal with it. Well, and knowing her, like she also didn't want other people to have to deal with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, that's heavy, you know, and then, and then having that knowledge, like carrying that around, like that, that's just hard. And that creates tension that other people don't need to deal with. And so I, I, I felt like that was also part of her motivation. You know, she didn't want a weapon used against her, but she also didn't want to hand that to somebody else and then have to have to trust them, you know? Yeah. And so like, and she, she even said on our podcast, she was like, if there was someone I would have opened up to it would have been Bobby, mm-hmm. but I would have kept that quiet. Yeah. If Chandler, Chandler and I were good friends, if he was going through something, I would talk to him about it and keep it quiet. Eduardo, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So my point to all this is, is like the juju drama. It was, it was not necessary at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm really glad on the show they also didn't make that a whole focal point that they minimized it because it really was like from my perspective anyway, maybe not hers and maybe we should have her on the show to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But from my perspective, dude, it was a non-issue and it was minimal. Mm -hmm. It was like, listen, I ain't doing anything wrong. I have integrity. If you have a problem with it, beat it. Like I can't deal with this. I'm not going to be told. It's a fair question. You know, it's a fair question. I don't, I don't blame her for asking it. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Well, there was are you a, talking, there was about, are you talking about fights? Like, yeah, we're talking about fights, fight strategy. Well, she's right to ask. You know what I mean? But it's like, no, yeah, that, well, that wasn't it at all. So move on. So I have a question for you, Joe. Mm-hmm. She had an issue with Claire and Brogan because she was going to fight them. Or whatever. Yeah. But like, 
I asked her this, do you have a problem with me telling Eduardo that he better watch out for my wrestling and I'm going to put him on his back? Because mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a couple <laughs> days before the fight, Eduardo's like, you know, like, what's your background? I'm a damn good wrestler. You better watch takedown defense, Wardo. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we were buddies. So, I mean, I even asked you, and it wasn't on the camp, but it was like, do you have a problem with me talking to Eduardo or Chandler? Because I'm going to be fighting one of these guys in two minutes here. And mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do? Like, not have lunch with them? Yeah. Fuck, I think I, I made lunch for those guys at times. <laughs> Uh, sabotage them, giving them rancid food. <laughs> but I don't so, know. That, you know that, that's the, again, I, I'm trying to touch on this, like the mentality of of being a competitor and training to be a champion and being there to, to better yourself versus just trying to win at all costs. Yeah, that's all it is. And by the way, I'm not a win at all costs guy, Joe. No. Like I, I know what I, how I talk. I mean, I'm into doing anything it takes to get the W. I'm into, but not really. Yeah. I'm not into sabotaging. I'm not into lying to people. I'm not into cheating. I'm not into stealing. I'm not into doing something that would like make my kids not proud of me. Well, like, you know, we said a couple of times, like guys that are friends, guys that respect each other will trash talk, but that isn't fun anymore. If somebody is going to use underhanded tactics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit there and be buddies with a guy who's going to use, you know, the death of my father as a weapon against me in order to try to beat me at a game. Like we're humans first, you know, like if you want to beat me at the game, see like what you're saying with Eduardo, you better watch my, my takedown. That's both true, which is uh, he knew that, but it's also like a little bit of trash talking of just like, I'm so confident in my abilities that I could tell you exactly what I'm going to do and I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? And and like, so it is part of the game. It is part of the, the pre-competition stuff, but at the end of the day, you did take him down really quick. Yep. So regardless of the outcome of the fight, you still have that on him of like, I told you so. (laughs) And so here's the other thing with that. The other thing is I think you can also in life really want to win, but not by tearing other people down. You know that saying I always use, like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to get, I don't want to have the tallest building in town by tearing other people's to the ground. Yeah. I just want to build my taller, mm-hmm. but there's a genuine part of me that wants people to win. Yeah. So by the way, I remember when I beat Christian Rothermel in ultimate fight night five mm-hmm. for me, that ended up very good. I got a big check. I got submission of the night. I got some highlights. It was great for him. He got his contract cut. Yeah. Two things were true. One, I was very happy I won. Two, I felt kind of bad for the dude. Not yeah. sorry for him. Bad for him because I've been there. Mm-hmm. He was a good guy. Does that make sense what I'm saying? And yeah. so the other thing that I'll say, and I'll say this again, when I was in the house, it was hard for me to watch Katniss and Helen fight because one of them is going to win and one of them is getting their dream crushed. Yeah. I don't yeah. wish that on anybody, Joe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With Mo and Mitch, same kind of thing. One of them's going to win. One of them's going home. I don't wish that on anybody. With Paprocki and Laura. Yeah. Good for Laura for winning. 
awesome for her for being an alternate and coming into the house and she wasn't wanted. And then she wanted, yeah, that's a great story. But like, I was cheering for Catherine too. Yeah. Like, can't we all win? And that's who I am to the core. Well, and, and I, 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 I that. like that approach. I think that that view of it makes the game more fun to watch. You know, when, when I'm watching a, a, like a UFC pay-per-view and they've got, you know, two guys just been jaw jacking all the time. Like generally speaking, you know, you want the heel to lose. You want the guy who's just talking trash and trying to stir shit up. You just want to see a guy get shut up sometimes. That to me is not as satisfying as watching a fight where maybe I don't know the fighters as well, but they seem to have an ounce of respect for each other. Because I'm more interested in in watching the tactics of the fight. I'm more interested in watching or even knowing like the, the preparation for a fight, like, you know, what they spend time on. What are their strengths and weaknesses? What's that matchup? And then how does it how does it come out? Because even your fight in this show could have ended real quick. Yep. It could have had a very different ending. And if the two of you fought again, I mean, eek, tell me to predict the win. That's tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and that to me is more pleasurable and more enjoyable than putting on that show and just all the hate and the rage, you know, and then the guys dancing around the ring and like doing, you know, goofy TikTok dances over their fallen opponents. Like that stuff to me, is just, it's immature. It's unnecessary. I don't think it helps you. Did you see what I wrote about Eduardo yesterday? Yes. So I'll I'll read it to you guys. If you don't follow Instagram, Mm -hmm. you win some, you lose some. It's part of the game. What's also a part of the game is how you choose to handle your triumphs and failures. It's always been important to me to win with grace and lose with dignity. So on that note, I'd like to acknowledge Eduardo. I'm grateful for the opportunity to fight you. You're a remarkable athlete, skilled fighter, ferocious human. Thank you for the experience, helping you bring the best out of me and motivating me to try harder than ever. Thanks for helping me evolve into a better version of me. Maybe we fight again, maybe we don't. Maybe we train together, maybe we don't. It's funny how the fight game works. Regardless, I'll watch your career. Your potential is limitless. The sky is the limit for you. Yeah. So here's the deal. That doesn't make me less of a person, Joe, because I wrote that. No. It doesn't make me less of a person because I can shake somebody's hand after a fight and look him in the eye. It doesn't make me less of a person because he beat me in a fight, but... I mean, maybe Eduardo and I are talking right now and I'm helping him with some stuff. Mm-hmm. And well, by the way, I mean, I mean here, here, here's the whole thing. Sometimes you can do everything right and still lose. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's not like you're a failure for not winning a fight. Like you went out there and you did everything you knew you needed to do. It's just not the way that the, the, the curtain fell. You know what I mean? It's like, that's just, it is what it is. And that's why I say like the two of you could match up again and it could go a completely different way. Yep. And and you could come in there saying like, well, I'm a better wrestler and he can go in there saying, well, I'm a better striker and you could still knock him out with a punch. It's true. You know what I mean? Like it's not set in stone and, and that changes, you know, or maybe you guys fight on a Tuesday next time and he just doesn't perform well on Tuesdays. Like yep. who knows? No. And so when, when you get out of it, whether you win or lose, like being, being you know, hateful towards the other, the other side, it's just, it doesn't help you as a fighter. You look kind of pathetic. You know what I mean? It's like you look yep. more defeated when you take that approach. Oh, absolutely. 
And Joe, the other thing on that note, before we kind of move on to the fight, because we have to talk about the fight, it's important to me, is the fact that like none of us are teammates anymore. Yeah. In the real world. Like, you know, I'm good friends with Zach. Yep. But I might have to fight Zach at some point. Mm -hmm. Friends with Jordan. I might have to fight Jordan at some point. Friends with Eduardo. We might have to have a rematch at some point. Like if I'm going to continue fighting these guys are going to be the cream of the crop of the heavyweight division for years to come. Yeah. Well, and and that, that's a reality again of just of combat sports in general. Cause I, I think back I to, to, to my career, you know, we did a lot of tournament style fighting. And so, yeah, there was, you know, 10 guys that I trained with regularly and you'd go to a tournament and you'd all start at a different point in the bracket, but guess what? There was a lot of times where I was fighting one of my buddies and for the gold. Yep. You also share resources, Joe. Yeah. Right. Like I have a bunch of, and maybe I look different because like the way my gym rolls or like, like I look at things differently, but dude, I had multiple NFL guys from rival teams in my gym at the same time training together. Oh God. How could that even happen, Bobby? Guys going for the same contract. It's, Anyway, so let's put that to bed. That's just my perspective. Not everyone agrees. Most people seem to agree actually on the internet, yeah. but th- that's where I stand. But now we got to talk about this fight. Let's that talk was, about uh, the fight. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so, so my, my first question is, what do you remember of the fight? <laughs> Not much. Mm-hmm. So I remember him coming out with a jab. Yep. I remember me thinking, hell no, I don't want nothing to do with this guy. Stand up and taking him down. Yeah, quick. I remember taking him down again and getting him in mount. And then I'm like, I'm going to end this now. Yeah. So I sat up and started punching. Now that's, I'm not even going to call it risky. That's one course of action. That's a course of action yep. I took. Yep. The other course of action could have been to like play dead and kind of like base out, it's called, and yeah. try to just pin him down and tire him out. Yep. I made a decision to punch and go for the kill. I'm not going to say it's a good decision or a bad decision. In retrospect, it was a bad decision because he got out of it. Yeah. But I finished fights like that too. And I've seen people finished like that. And so it's easy to second guess after I had one of two things I could have done. I chose the one. It didn't work out. Well, I, I consider that like a, a what I call a lot, lottery strategy. Yeah. It's like going for the jump spin hook kick. If you land it, it is remarkable. It, the fight is over. The crowd goes wild and you're a legend. If you miss, yep. you got your ass handed to you because you're exposed. You're gonna look like an idiot. <laughs> so, yeah, and so, so sometimes, sometimes that risk is worth it. And at the, I mean, you have a split second to make the decision. And by the way, same decision. If I end that fight there, I have a completely different answer about it now. Yeah. So, so that's not important. He kind of rolls over into turtle, and I punch him more, and then I try to slip in a choke. Yeah, and I it was, was close really, too. Really close. I was close to getting it. Like I felt like I could have done it again. Missed it. That's what happens. It's a fight. Yep. After that, I don't remember a thing. Well, let, so let me fi- let me fill you in on what happened because he did he did get to the cage, and he was able to kind of lean into the cage, which makes for for folks who don't know, like grappling when it's just you, a guy in the ground is one thing, but you get that other wall in there. Like there's an advantage yeah. to the guy underneath, like he can get up out of it. And that's what he did. And you were on him. You were tight to him. 
and he managed to sneak an elbow in that just blasted you silly. And like, you could yep. see the, the energy just drained out of your body after that shot. And, and I think he also got a really good knee in there, which again, for folks at home who have never been in a fight, it doesn't just hurt to get hit. Like those body shots, man, they suck the wind right out of you. Like all the energy is gone. And at that point, like you, you looked like a different animal. He kind of had you subdued at that point. Yep. And then his fists just, they and, just did their thing. And he's a remarkably good puncher. And I'll say this, the turning point for that fight, and I could see it. People at home might not have seen it. When he landed that elbow standing up, mm -hmm. you could see, I could see my whole body language changed. I looked like I was out on my feet. Yeah. And then I did a couple of sloppy things. Like I dove at his legs. That's not how I shoot. Yep. Dove at his legs again. Like I didn't know where I was. And so after that fight, I really thought it was over in a minute. I said to my coach at one point, I'm like, I didn't even go a minute. Like what happened? Yeah. She was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I, that, was, that was the minute you could recall. Yeah. But that elbow changed it all. And by the way, that's my fault because I should have had his right arm pinned. Like I well, should have again, again, though, but we, you said earlier, you know, when, when you take a guy down early, you know, now you've got two people who are still really, really fresh. And so you have to decide how you're going to end the fight. And there's really two ways to beat a guy, right? One is a knock him out cold. He's not moving anymore. The ref stops the fight. The other one is to wear him out until you get to the point where you get to do what you want to that person. Because like a fully conscious, fully energized, you know, high level fighter, you cannot manipulate them. You, yep. it, you know, if, if you had taken him down and thrown him in an arm bar in five seconds, he has a better than not chance of getting out of an arm bar. Even at that point when he's exhausted, he ain't going nowhere. And so oh, you've got to try true. to get that gas out of the tank. And so you, again, you had the, the choice of like, do I go for the kill? And he gave you that, that his back. And as a, as a grappler, like that's what you dream about that. That's like, Oh yeah, give me that. And again, he just managed to have just enough to kind of duck out of that, turn it around. And then he landed that blow the same strategy that you tried to apply by going for it on the ground. He managed to hit that shot. And it was, uh, you know, it was a good shot to throw because you were in tight but it was just yep. lucky that it landed and that it was as effective as it was. And as soon as he knew that that had worked, he just played his game, which was to let you be tired, put you into a position where he could finish you off. And that's what he was able to do. And so it was yeah, the same was strategy you both tried to apply. It's just, he was yep. a little bit fresher than you were at the time. And he, he got that one lucky shot in that just hit the button. But it's, 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 I don't even want to call it a lucky shot. It's also, Due to the fact that like, cause I try to analyze everything. Mm -hmm. I should have probably with my left hand framed it off his right arm, but that's also ring rust, Joe. That's not fighting yeah. for 12 years. Yeah. That's not training. So like all things said, the way I look at the fight is he won. Mm -hmm. He was so the that, better that, man. That, that. Yeah. The outcome of the fight is known. He won. Yeah. That said, I also showed a lot of really, really good things. Well, and that's why and I say way, if if you two were to square off again next week, I don't know who I'd put money on because obviously yeah, he's capable of beating you. But like you've also learned a little bit about each other. Some of that yeah. ring rust has been knocked off. You know what not to do. You know what I mean? And I also know that you're, you're still going to go out and fight your fight. 
even though he knows what your fight is and you know what his fight is, you're both going to fight your fight. You're not going to change dramatically. By the way, you can also do a lot of really good things and lose, and you can do a lot of really bad things and win. That's what I said earlier. Sometimes you do everything right and you still lose. I mean, we were just talking about uh, Mahomes and Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen played like, I mean, arguably played one of the best quarterbacking games of all time. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that game, but the, the, the fourth quarter was like, it was insane for both of them. Yeah. But Mahomes won. It doesn't make Josh Allen less. So overall, Joe, like I'm really happy with how I came across on the TV because mm-hmm. I think it was true to who I am. And I was, despite the fact I lost, I'm pretty happy with, with the fight. Like I can't be after 12 years off a couch. Like I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and cry and say, Oh, I was terrible. I didn't go out and get knocked out in one punch. I didn't, I showed a lot of good stuff. Well, so there, there was, there, there's a lot of good stuff to come out of that. Like one, the Bobby Maximus story isn't over because you lost one fight. Like it's still yeah. ongoing. And, and people would have thought the story was over, you know, 13 years ago. And at the end of ultimate fighter two, right? Oh, the story's over. You lose the fight. And then you no longer exist in the universe is not the case. Like every single one of these people is still around doing something with their lives. And, and here you are making another run at it. The story's still not over. Like nothing can stop the rain. You know, additionally, just the fact that you were there and, and people were like, what? You know, they, they were discounting you based on a number they saw on the internet. This dude's 43. What the fuck is he doing there? And it's like, oh, that's what the fuck he's doing there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it was like your bones breaking from brittle old age that prevented you from winning that fight. I said, you had every right to be there. You had the ability to be there. You had the fitness level to be there. And that should just tell people too what they're capable of. And so again, good things that come out of the show is it's only over if you think it is. And age really is just a number to a very, you know, it, it is different as you age, you know, there, there are things that you need to take into account. I'm not gonna pretend like that's not the case, but that's not a reason to just throw someone out. Let's just say, oh, you're too old for this. You yeah, and I, we a- joke, we joke about that all the time. Get too old for this shit. But like yep. the reality is we're still doing it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. So overall, I'm pretty happy, Joe. Like I got no complaints. So it's good. Yeah. And I, and I mean, and I expect that you're still going to have a, a pivotal role in the remaining episodes. Like I can't imagine yeah, them I, just like not talking about your, your relationship to these other fighters now. I hope they show a lot. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and there's going to be some stuff that will be revealed in time that I hope you guys love. So um, I mean, overall it was a wonderful experience. I'm happy with it. It's good. Uh, the reaction on the internet has been amazing. Uh, I'm surprised at the lack of hate that I've gotten, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just consider the amount that you normally get. (laughs) Yeah. But I think, you know, it's, it's hard if you're, if you're just trolling, it's one thing, but like, it is pretty remarkable that you actually did it. You know, this is the kind of thing some people would say, Oh, I could totally do that. And it's like, yeah, 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 whatever. And it's like, Hey, you fucking did. (laughs) So it's, it's hard to, to rip on you for that, you know? So I think that's good. It, it, tell me this though, like, cause yeah, I mean, I flew out there to watch this episode with you. You know, we were at Traeger HQ. There's a ton of people there. Uh, a lot of really, really good folks. How was that? Like watching that episode for the first time surrounded by so much support. Yeah. I mean, I actually get really self-conscious about that stuff, Joe. Uh-huh. It's hard for me. Um, 
And it's not because lost, you know, it's actually really interesting. Someone said to me the other day, we are so impressed with the fact that you lost, but still had a party. Like Hmm. some people would be embarrassed. Some people would try to hide it. I mean, I'm pretty damn proud of myself for everything. So I don't feel like it was a fun party. We ate like Kings. Yeah. But I do, (laughs) I do get a little bit when it's friends and family, I do get a little bit shy, a little bit nervous, a little bit well, less spoken. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's hard for me. It's easy for me to be the center of attention when it's people I don't know. Right. Yeah. When it's going to a corporation and speaking, when I got to be in character, Mm -hmm. but when I've got to just be around my friends and family, it's a little harder for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little nervous, but it was also a ton of fun. You know what I mean? The other thing that's different is like, I really don't care what people on the internet say because I don't care about people on the internet. Yeah. Like I always have the saying, right? If, if, if you don't know them personally, don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. But I'm not immune to the fact that I do care about what you think. I do care about what my kids think. I do care about what my buddy Ronnie thinks. I do care about what my buddy Stu thinks. You know what I'm saying, Joe? Yeah, yeah. So that's hard too, because I care what you guys think. So the whole thing's important to me as well. That's, I mean, it was a blast. And I'm glad you came. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, now we got to keep marching on with the show. We've got a big fight coming up between Juju and Claire. And I will tell you guys this. You don't want to miss this episode. It's going to be good. I'm excited. There's there's a lot of good stuff coming up. I mean, I've never been a, a humongous fan of the show, uh, but I'm really, really enjoying just watching it. Uh, it's hard to wait, you know, week to week for the episodes to come out. And especially just because now I've had the, the, the great privilege and, and honor of talking to many of the participants of the show and the conversations are always a little bit limited because of, you know, legal reasons, the NDA, the fact that episodes haven't aired yet. Uh, so it'll be fun once everything has aired to be able to go back and talk to everyone again and just see the, the I, I don't know, the, don't, not to have to worry about what they say and when they say it kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can have relaxed. some really good in-depth conversations once this thing is out. Exactly, exactly. I'll tell you that for sure. So you guys, thanks for listening to the Maximus Podcast. If you like us, we're not giving you codes. We're not asking you to buy shit. We bury it all in the show notes if you're interested in supporting us that way. But we got to get paid somehow. And how we get paid is by you sharing this. So just, number one, subscribe, whether you listen to it or not, and subscribe so we get the download numbers. Don't be selfish. Number two, share it with people. It doesn't hurt you either. Like, if you just share it in your stories, share it in your Twitter, share it in your email, share it with your friends, whatever, and you subscribe, like, these things are no real effort. And it really helps us. So if you want to do us a solid, do us a solid. We love you. And then uh, we'll be back on the podcast track with more updates, more breakdowns, and more uh, members of the cast of The Ultimate Fighter. Because you're the last of a dying breed.